Hey guys, welcome back to Thick and Thin with me, Katie Bilotti. And if you guys are listening to this episode as it's dropping on the 5th of November and you're in the United States or you care about U.S. politics, um, you're probably freaking out right now because I know I am. I just had to physically drag myself away from the TV uh, to sit here and record this because I am so invested in the polls right now. because it's such a tight race. There's a lot, obviously, writing on this presidency, on the state of our country, and I don't know how anyone can fully focus on anything besides the election right now. I just, I physically can't. It's been really hard for me to focus on anything besides, you know, gluing myself to the TV and staying so just close to the polls and close to each state and all of those things. And yeah, I am interested in politics, you know, probably not as much as some people, but uh, this is more than just politics. This is a human rights thing. This is a human decency thing. And it's just appalling to me how how close this race is. I just, I can't fathom. I, I can't. I just can't, as many people say. But you know what? We got to stay positive. There's a lot of things in this life that, you know, we can't control. After we've done what we can, we just have to have a positive attitude, sit back and just hope for the best. And that is what we are doing right now. It will be okay in the end, as John Lennon says. And if it's not okay, it's not the end. So, or I guess he said He is no longer with us, but when he was here, he said that. So anyway, um, before I get into the meat of today's episode, I do just want to send out one last reminder to you guys. If you guys voted via mail-in, absentee, et cetera, um, just like in a mail-in format, definitely make sure you know where your ballot is and if it's been counted, if it's been rejected, accepted, etc. because a lot of ballots have been rejected for one reason or another. There's a lot of things you had to do correctly for it to be counted in many states. Like in Philadelphia, or I mean Pennsylvania, the state, but my friends are from Philly who live with me, and they said you have to put your ballot in a secrecy envelope and then in the envelope, it's like a very stressful thing. Maryland had a few special little things as well, so make sure if you voted in the U.S., if you were eligible to vote, that you know where your ballot is, if it was counted, if it was rejected, all those things. Just make sure you know because you can't just assume those things. You really, really never know. So make sure you check. Um, I posted some helpful resources on my story for that um, on my Instagram story. So check that out. Okay, enough with the election talk. I will put a little pause on that one for now and move into what today's episode's about because it is something that honestly brought me immense joy to research because I've always kind of known what this meant and what it kind of entailed, but I didn't fully know the extent and I actually was pretty wrong in what I assumed it was about. The suspense must be killing you in finding out what this mysterious it could be. Today we are talking about the butterfly effect and how small things can make a big difference in the proceedings of life and how life unfolds, how things come to be. And honestly, I wouldn't be too shocked to hear that you guys have already heard of the butterfly effect in pop culture because it is huge in many realms, especially the reality TV realm, only because of Kylie Jenner, Travis Scott. We have Stormy Webster, their child that apparently is named after the butterfly effect. They have matching butterfly tattoos, uh, Kylie and Travis. He has a song called Butterfly Effect, so it wouldn't shock me if you guys have already done 
done a Google search here and there about what is this darn butterfly effect that I keep hearing about. So we're going to get into it today from start to finish all about it, the misconceptions involved, and just overall the concept of small things making a huge difference, or they can make a huge difference. They can or they cannot. And yeah, we will get into it and you guys can uh, decide for yourself what you think about this whole phenomenon, whether it's true or whether it's not. So to kick off our tale, we're going to take things back in time. So A Sound of Thunder, this is a sci-fi short story by American writer Ray Bradbury, which was first published in 1952. And you guys might have heard of this. Something about what I just said might ring some bells because I was forced to read this in either middle or high school. I don't remember which one. I'm leaning towards middle school, but it could have been high school. And I will never forget the way that we discuss this in class. And this has really stuck with me for much of my adult life, um, all the way from middle school. You know, I have this memory, this distinct memory of reading this short story. So for those of you who weren't assigned this in school or have no idea what I'm talking about, basically A Sound of Thunder, a uh, short version of what it's about. It's basically the death of one single butterfly 66 million years ago would go on to change the course of the future and how things would go on from this one event. And so to go a bit deeper, the story is actually set in the future. So like I said, it was published in 1952. So it was set in 2055, which was such a futuristic year back then. Of course, it's like, whoa, that's so in the future. And now we're sitting here in 2020 thinking, wow, that's like 35 years from now. Like that is like in our lifetime. So that's pretty crazy. But to dive a little bit deeper into the plot and give you guys a full taste, basically it's about this man named Eccles who in 2055, like he is living, breathing in the year 2055 and he decides to time travel back in time 65 million years to shoot a dinosaur. And I don't quite remember why he wanted to do this, but uh, it was just something he wanted to do. So he did it. He went back in time. But once he got there, he was warned not to deviate from his tour guide's plan. So he had this tour guide and his tour guide's assistant along with him on this journey of killing a dinosaur. And he's warned not to you know, go against what the tour guide says, stay on task, because if you make any changes to what's going on here in this, you know, this past time, it will affect how things will unfold. It'll affect your life as you know it back in 2055. So basically, Eccles heads off to kill a T-Rex who apparently was going to die soon anyway, Uh, when a falling tree was going to land on it or something. So it wasn't like a huge, it wasn't going to change the course of history if he killed this T-Rex. So that's kind of the point. Um, But basically he gets to the point where he's about to kill the T-Rex and he totally freaks out. He panics at the sight of the dinosaur and he steps off the path abruptly leaving his tour guide to kill the T-Rex instead. So the T-Rex was killed, and they decided to head back to their present year, 2055. Of course, the tour guide was a little bit pissed at Eccles, a little disappointed in him for not killing the T-Rex on his own, since that was literally the whole mission, the whole reason they went. But that's not really uh, too integral to the story, not too important. Anyway, so they get back to 2055, their current present year. And when they return, they find that the world has completely changed. Everything that they knew was different. Language was altered and this evil dictator was now in charge of everything. And they were all so confused because to their knowledge, they hadn't done anything to alter the course of history. Uh, But then Eccles, he noticed a crushed butterfly stuck to the bottom of his boot. 
And he realizes that when he had stepped off the path uh, because he was afraid of the T-Rex and left his tour guide to kill the dinosaur, he had stepped on this butterfly. And in doing this, in killing this butterfly, he had changed the future without knowing it. And I remember when I first heard this story in, I guess, middle school, we've decided that's when it was. Um, Back when I was younger, when I first heard this story and we discussed it in class, I instantly was reminded of this movie that I watch every year around Christmas time. My parents are hugely into this movie called It's a Wonderful Life. It's honestly such a classic that I think every person should know about this movie. It's one that I cry every single time I watch it, every single time. And I'm like, why am I crying? And it's just one of those things where it's like become so like ingrained in my mind. It's one of those movies that really makes you feel things, makes you appreciate your family. You know, it's like a good, wholesome Christmas time or like holidays time movie. So When I heard this story about Eccles and the dinosaur, it instantly reminded me of It's a Wonderful Life because the plot in It's a Wonderful Life is basically the main character, George, decides that, you know, things are going wrong in his life. He's had some loss. He's experienced some things here and there. And he just at one point hits his breaking point and decides that the world would be better off his town his family would be better off if he was never born, if he was never brought into the world and everyone else just was, you know, left to do as they would and he was not born. Like he made this wish with this angel that came down and he didn't know it was an angel. The angel like saves him from, you know, jumping off of the bridge and then basically they have this conversation where George is like, I wish I was never born and the angel basically grants his wish and so he gets to you know see the world he wakes up the next morning and he sees the world as it would have been if he was never born and so much was different you know people had died that weren't weren't supposed to die because George had saved their life as kids and you know there's all these instances where George's impact like really made the town a better place and it made him realize that you know you can't think like that you can't think that the world will be better off without me because you without knowing that you've had that you've made an impact have really made an impact on so many people so that was kind of the premise of it's a wonderful life and I saw so many correlations in the sense of like you know one thing different can alter how things unfold of course but even if you don't know or see it as being a big thing and it probably isn't a huge thing like you know if you think about it one human life in the pool of millions billions I guess trillions of people like it's not huge but your impact is much bigger than you think so these were the things that I was thinking about that I was reminded of as I was doing research in to the butterfly effect and overall what this phenomenon kind of entails One of the blogs that I was reading on someone's opinion of the butterfly effect had mentioned the Sound of Thunder short story and I was like, whoa, that is a memory I forgot that I had. So I had to mention it, had to plant those seeds in your mind so as we go into it, you guys can have better kind of idea and how you can apply it to your lives. So, and as in every episode, I will link all of my sources in the show notes so you guys can see where I'm getting all my uh, research from. So anyway, so how do these things relate to the butterfly effect? I mean, of course, a butterfly was involved in the short story, but really what does this all mean? So I'm going to take us back in time once again to 1972. So it was during the 139th meeting of the American Association for the Advancement of Science, 
lots of smart people basically and this guy named Edward Lorenz he was a meteorologist and mathematician he asked a simple yet super complex question he said does the flap of a butterfly's wings in Brazil set off a tornado in Texas one can kind of imagine the silence that ensued after he asked this question because it just sounds a little bit outrageous, a little bit crazy. Like, uh, what is this guy on that is the weirdest thing that we've ever heard? So all of these super smart, sciencey people sitting, I'm imagining them sitting around this like long table, just kind of laughing at the guy. Basically, the butterfly effect kind of suggests that the fluttering of a butterfly's wings, like a tiny little butterfly, the flapping of their wing, the, the small amount of wind that's created from flapping a very small wing in one part of the world could potentially cause stormy weather 10,000 miles away from this very small event. So one tiny occurrence, a basically microscopic shift of air via a tiny butterfly's wing in a field somewhere physically probably even seen by not a single human eye could lead to a much larger event involving high-speed winds, charged and swirling air, intense weather, all those things that ultimately affects millions of humans living in the path of a hurricane. We've seen the devastation that hurricanes can create, and all of this could potentially have been made from the small amount of wind created by a butterfly's wing. It's kind of like that saying, the the straw that broke the camel's back. So, you know, just that little extra amount of wind set off something in the, the atmosphere and like all those things. Basically, kind of the, the concept that he was getting at, well, we'll get into like what he actually meant, but the concept that a lot of people assume the butterfly effect kind of entails is, you know, one small occurrence in life, one change of plans, one one element, one thing that you decide can ultimately shift the way that your life unfolds, shift everything else that comes after this one very, very small decision that you're making. And in pop culture, that is how a lot of celebrities have, you know, adopted this sort of concept, Travis Scott, Kylie Jenner, like I was saying earlier. And honestly, this isn't exactly what Lorenz meant. This is really not what he meant at all. He actually meant it to kind of illustrate a very opposite, different, less romantic, less exciting point. So according to American Scientist magazine, the purpose of Lorenz's provocative question, he said, was to illustrate the idea that some complex systems exhibit unpredictable behaviors, meaning that small variances in the initial conditions could have profound and widely divergent effects on the system's outcomes. Okay, so what does this mean exactly? I will get there in a second. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. But first... 
once again, we're taking things back in time. So long before Lorenz asked all of his super smart, sciencey friends this crazy butterfly question in 1972, it was the 50s and things were a lot different. So he was actually at this time working with this brand new, very snazzy innovation called a computer. He was working with computers when they were pretty brand new. They were still working out the kinks of these crazy devices that now a lot of us have in our homes and at our fingertips, in our pockets, basically. Uh, But he was working with computers basically with the goal of trying to more accurately predict the weather. So he was working on meteorology uh, now as we know it. And he was trying to figure out a way to predict it more in advance and also just get it to be more accurate. He created this mathematical model mathematical? I haven't said that word in a long time. Mathematical model, which when basically fed a set of numbers into the computer based on the current weather conditions, it could predict the weather a few minutes before it actually happened. So nothing too in advance, nothing too crazy, but a few minutes before. So he worked on this and then as he got the results he was looking for, he pushed things further, tried to get more in advance, more um, more time before it actually occurred. So some time and some uh, intelligence later this guy was so freaking smart he basically could produce pretty long-term forecasts by basically following this model he would feed the predicted weather that he'd gotten from the previous back into the computer over and over again and each time he could forecast further and further into the future And so he had done this, he was kind of operating on this kind of method, and then one day he decided to shake things up a bit. He was like, I'm going to repeat one of these forecast processes just to see what would happen if I tried it again, you know, and redid it. And so in the interest of saving time with like punching all the numbers, he decided not to start completely from scratch. Instead, he was like, I'm going to take the computer's forecast prediction from halfway through, not all the way in the beginning, but halfway through the first run and use that as the starting point and see what happens. So he put that in and then he stepped away from the computer to apparently get a coffee. And then he returned and he found that total number chaos had occurred, (laughs) which sounds like my biggest fear because I definitely was not very um, math savvy. I still am not very math savvy. So a number chaos sounds like my worst nightmare, like what happens in my worst nightmares. But to Lorenz, it was just kind of interesting. He was like, what happened here? What had gone wrong? I had literally just used the same number that was generated before. And now the new predictions are so different than what the previous generated forecast had said. So what went wrong? Uh, Well, he actually was able to get to the bottom of it pretty quickly. He realized that although the numbers that were being printed from the computer were to three decimal places, that was what the computer was spitting out, the computer itself was actually internally calculating the numbers using six decimal places. So if you think about it, if you take yourself back to the days of like math class and things, or if you guys are currently studying math, think about it. Decimal places are so important and three versus six is a huge difference. I mean, it's kind of a small difference, but it will make a difference in the greater scheme of things. So basically Lorenz had started the second run when he tried it again with the number 0.506, which he was given from the previous run that was printed out from the computer. And he'd assumed that that was the full number that the computer had calculated. But in actuality, the original run had used a much different number. So it was 0.506, like the one he used. But after the six, it had one, two, seven. 
So three more decimal points than he had entered when he tried it again. And so such a small difference in just decimal points, you know, three extra decimal points had completely thrown off all the predictions to come after it, every single one after it in a huge way when he compared the numbers. So basically what he kind of concluded here was, you know, at least during this time period, that weather prediction models are pretty much always inaccurate because knowing the precise starting conditions is pretty impossible. And a tiny change, like those three decimal points, can throw off the results for every single prediction to come after that. Like one tiny error or even just a difference in decimal points And it's impossible to know what's actually, you know, what actually is going on, especially as humans were kind of wired to always be inaccurate to some extent. Like it's very hard for us to get perfection in anything. So yeah, that's basically what he concluded here. And this actually inspired him to think up the butterfly effect, a difference in one part in a thousandth of a decimal place. Such a small difference here. Those, those three decimal points that I said is the same sort of difference that a flap of a butterfly's wing might have on the breeze that is felt on your face if it's flapping in front of you. Like it's very, very small. You likely won't even feel it. And so the starting weather conditions had basically been identical aside from these tiny decimal point differences. The predictions using each number though, were extremely different. The, you know, the, the three decimal point number and the six decimal point number created such different numbers from there on out. So this website called theconversation.com kind of illustrates it a little bit differently in a game of pool. So, you know, billiards. And they say, no matter how consistent you are with that first shot, the break, when you, you know, all the balls are laid out and you get the white ball and you have to break the, the group, the cluster of all of the colored balls, the smallest of differences in the speed and angle with which you strike the white ball will cause the, the pack of billiards to scatter in wildly different directions every time you try. Even if you're kind of standing in the same spot, holding the, um, the, the stick, is that what it's called? <laughs> a stick? There's got to be a better name for that, right? I don't know, whatever. You're holding the stick and you're, you know, holding it with the same, you know, finger placement and you're standing in the same spot in the same bar and you're aiming for the same place and it will likely, it will honestly be different every single time you do it. And so, yeah, I mean, just to kind of wrap things together in a clean little bow here, the butterfly effect is often misinterpreted and here's why. So I'm going to paint this in a more complex way and then also pretty simple way of describing it. So one of these will resonate with you guys, I'm certain. I first want to read a quote from this really also very smart guy. Lots of smart guys we're talking about in this episode. His name is General Stanley McChrystal, and he is a retired U.S. Army general who's written a number of books on leadership. And he, in one of his books, is quoted as saying, In pop culture, the term butterfly effect is almost always misused. It has become synonymous with leverage. So the idea of a small thing that has a big impact with the implication that, like a lever, can be manipulated to a desired end. And this misses the point of Lorenz's insight. The reality is that small things in a complex system may have no effect or a massive one, and it's virtually impossible to know which will turn out to be the case. So in some systems like the weather, like meteorology, 
small differences have a huge impact. Whereas in other systems, small differences really have no impact at all. And it's kind of, or it is impossible to predict where the small impacts will be felt more, more intensely. So, you know, kind of to illustrate this in a better way, you can make a small difference in your life and it would really produce no impact on the result of how things will go in your life. Uh, Or you can make a small difference in your life and it'll change everything. So if you're waking up one day and you're getting ready for the day, you're doing your makeup, you're, you know, choosing an outfit and you're in your closet looking through your clothes and you don't know this yet, but you will be walking into a coffee shop in a few hours and you will meet the love of your life that day. You'll be standing next to him or her and you'll be, you know, chatting about something. You don't really know what at the time, but, you know, you will meet the love of your life that day. But you have no idea in this given moment, you know, as you're choosing your outfit, staring at your closet, you know, that it's going to happen. And so you choose a blue shirt on a hanger and you walk into that coffee shop wearing your blue shirt and you end up chatting with this guy and he ends up being the love of your life. Who's to say if you'd worn a purple shirt, like if you had worn purple that day instead of blue, would you have met this guy? Would you have stood next to him and talked to him? Would you guys have hit it off? whatever. Like, would it have altered the course of your life? And it's really hard to say. I mean, honestly, probably wouldn't have changed anything. You know, you still would have struck up a conversation. You still would have talked about the weather or whatever, you know, whether you're wearing a blue shirt or a purple shirt. But I don't know. What if this guy is like blue reminds me of my mom or reminds me of something special to me and this girl's wearing a blue shirt. It must be a sign. Like, I don't know. It really is hard to say. It's hard to say. And that's the whole point. You know, in some systems, a small difference, a small change of something, a small decision can alter the course of how things turn out. But in others, like in what shirt I'm picking in that system, it may have absolutely no impact. So we, we really can't live our lives thinking that one small difference will define the larger result you know, if it makes us happy, maybe, but scientifically, that's just not always the case. Like if you'd said one word differently on your first date, like would it get you closer to marriage versus not? Like I always think about this. I think about, you know, with things gone wrong in my life, if I had done one thing differently, if I had done this and that kind of thinking, honestly, doesn't get me anywhere. It really doesn't because Your life is going to unfold as it does. And honestly, the best thing to remember is that everyone is here. I know people hate hearing this, but everyone is here for a reason. It is not by chance that you are here. But, you know, you're going to do what you do and you can't look back and think, oh, if only I had worn a different shirt that day. Or, you know, you, you can think like that because it's natural to do so. But you shouldn't dwell too much in that realm because... You know, what is occurring right now in the present is the most important thing. And if you have one foot in the past, one foot in the present, you're literally uh, straddling the, or wait, one foot in the past and one foot in the future, you are straddling the present and you are not really, you are crotched deep in the present and you're not really fully experiencing it with your two feet on the ground. So basically the butterfly effect to kind of, you know, wrap this up here, it illustrates the potential of small things creating larger events. 
And the mystery of it all is actually kind of cool, not going to lie. You know, it is it is mysterious. And Lorenz always stressed, like throughout his work when I was reading more, he said that there is just really no way of knowing also what exactly tipped a system either way. What exactly was the reason always? You don't always know what was the thing that set it over, you know? The same that I guess, I don't know, I just thought of this, but like as we're counting votes in various states for the election, it's like it's very hard to know like what was the one vote that tipped the scale or like what was like you know who were these people like you don't know for sure sometimes you don't know what you know changes the course of certain things and sometimes that's just like the mystery of life taking a quick little break in our episode to introduce a sponsor today's episode of thick and thin is sponsored by skillshare i actually did a q a on my instagram story last week and i was asked a lot of questions about how i learn design how i've learned uh, just the various things that i do on the internet like making a podcast making videos things like that and skillshare is honestly always my answer because i learned so much from skillshare it's basically an online learning community that has thousands of inspiring classes for creative and curious people like you and I. You can explore new skills, you can deepen existing passions, and just get lost in creativity, which is always so fun and it's a great distraction. And so one class that I have my eye on that I'm going to take pretty soon is called Illustrating Flowers and Arranging Bouquets in Photoshop which just sounds like a lot of things in one class that I'm interested in. And it's taught by Dylan Mirzwinski. So I'm always trying to polish up my Photoshop skills because you only learn so much from school. I've learned most of the skills that I have that I use in my portfolio and all of my client work from things like Skillshare, from taking classes online. So definitely check out Skillshare if you haven't already. This is your time. There's so many classes on there that are actually under 60 minutes with short lessons, so you can fit it into any schedule. And you know, when you're a member, you get unlimited access to thousands of classes in all different realms, You know, things you didn't even expect for yourself to be interested in. So it's a great way to refresh your skills, your creativity, and even go beyond your areas of life and focus. So here is how you can get started. You can start exploring your creativity at Skillshare.com. Go to Skillshare dot com slash t-a-n-d-t so thick and thin but t-a-n-d-t and the first a thousand people to use my link will get a free trial of skillshare premium membership so that's skillshare.com slash t-a-n-t and you can receive free access to thousands of classes for a limited time be one of the first thousand to sign up at skillshare.com slash t-a-n-d-t which yeah so this whole butterfly effect concept is just so so interesting I want to hear your your thoughts on this so please dm me and let me know what you guys think about all of this and if you have any further resources that I didn't cover on here you know about the butterfly effect um but yeah I mean I I do think it's so interesting because in the the dating scenario it's like yeah what if you had chosen to go to the coffee shop 10 minutes later or an hour later or an hour earlier and you never would have met this person but I don't know. I'm so caught up in this because it's like, yes, you find your your person that you love and adore. But my friends and I were actually talking about this the other day. It's like, do you only have one soulmate? And I don't think I agree that you have only one. I think you could have many soulmates, many people that could fit perfectly into your life. Like that is that is how I feel right now. Maybe I'll change my opinion on that. But right now I feel that way. So maybe if you had never met that guy in the coffee shop, you would have met someone that would have brought you a very similar happiness 
almost the same, maybe the same happiness in another way. So I don't know. It's just it's just very, very interesting, this whole concept, because, you know, it's it's fun to debate it. It's fun to wonder. It's fun for couples. You've definitely heard this before. Like, you know, you ask a couple friends of yours or whoever, like, oh, how'd you guys meet? And everyone loves sharing a story that kind of has to do with like, it was by chance. Who would have thought we'd be in the same place at the same time? If this hadn't happened, we never would have met. And like, that is that is what makes a great how we met story. Um, yeah, so this blog that I read called Farnham Street said, the butterfly effect is somewhat humbling, a model that exposes the flaws in other models, like weather predicting. It shows science to be less accurate than we assume, and we have no means of making accurate predictions due to the exponential growth of errors. Errors upon errors upon errors. So a lot of things, a lot of you know, sciences, models that we adopt as gospel are so inaccurate because of you know, errors upon errors upon errors. And this is something that we've adopted now and we know this now. But back when you know, things were starting out with Lorenz and meteorology and whatnot, they thought it to be a lot more accurate science than it is. So one small error, one small difference in decimal points could alter an entire system's accuracy and numbers to come. And that is what Lorenz was getting at with the butterfly effect. And naturally, we have turned it into something much more poetic, much more um, artsy in nature, and something that is nice, it's pretty to believe in, you know? And, and that's how we've seen it. And it's, it's just definitely taken on a much different form than what Lorenz had intended, which is interesting. So, you know, long story short, he found that without a perfect idea of initial conditions or like a perfect number, predictions really are useless. And this was very shocking to many people at the time and changed a lot in science. And it's just, it's a funny revelation, especially right now, you know, seeing as we're reeling over predictions in the election, you know, and the numbers. And I remember like the night we were watching, you know, on the third, so a couple of days ago, we were watching the, the numbers come in from the first polls and all that. And so many people like days prior had been like, don't pay attention to the numbers we're seeing the first day because, you know, we have so many mail-ins to go through. They're going to be inaccurate. They're going to swing one way or another maybe. And we need to wait for a more accurate result. And we were all like, yeah, of course we need to be patient and wait and see what happens and not count our chickens before they've hatched and all that. And then naturally the night comes along and we're all sitting there absolutely panicking, stress eating, stress drinking over the numbers. And we like completely forgot about all the things that we'd said prior about being patient and knowing that the numbers aren't accurate. So, you know, predictions a lot of times aren't at all accurate. (laughs) So, and Lorenz was the first person to kind of identify that as a thing um, in the science world. So, um, you know, there's so many examples out there, instances in the world where a tiny, tiny detail, a tiny rejection led to dramatic change. And this was actually pointed out in the Farnham Street blog that I'll have linked. The author of this article called out a very specific instance in history uh, where a tiny detail led to a huge change in a not so great way. And in the interest of generating some suspense, I'm going to paraphrase it a little bit. Um, In the early 1900s, a young man applied for art school and he was rejected, possibly by a Jewish professor. 
by his own estimation and that of scholars, this rejection went on to shape this guy's metamorphosis from an aspiring bohemian artist into the human manifestation of evil. This man's name was Adolf Hitler. We can only speculate as to how history would have been different if he had gotten accepted, if he had gone to art school and become a bohemian artist. But it is safe to assume that a great deal of tragedy could have been avoided if Hitler had applied himself to watercolors, not to genocide. So this story, of course, is in line with the butterfly effect in the sense of, you know, one small difference can alter a complex system, you know. But in others, it doesn't really make much of a difference. And that's just kind of the point. It's like, you know, one guy deciding to be an accountant versus an artist affects a much smaller amount of people than Adolf Hitler deciding to be, you know, who he was instead of a painter. And I don't want this to be misconstrued as something where I'm saying that some lives are more important than others and all of that in the sense of like, some people make a bigger impact than others. I mean, that is true, of course. You know, some people will touch more lives than others, but that doesn't necessarily mean that someone's more important, of course. Like, duh, we know that. But the point here is no one really knew that Adolf Hitler would be, you know, he was just a guy for a while. He wasn't, you know, the one of those crazy dictators that killed a bunch of people unjustly and led all of these people in this horrible way like of course he he wasn't always that guy he was a kid at some point he was a child he was you know trying to be an artist and you know we didn't know at that time well of course we weren't even here but the people at that time did not know that he would end up to be this crazy person that he was and this horrible horrible guy and so you can't look at any one person's life and think oh you know they're it's just a small drop in the bucket like they're not as important as this other celebrity person because you really don't know who's going to be anybody. You don't know anything, so you have to treat everyone in the same way. That's just how I see it. It's interesting how different people do have bigger impacts than others, but you have no way of knowing who will have a bigger impact. And so that's why, you know, in our lives, we can't think that, you know, oh, my life doesn't matter or my vote doesn't matter because truly you don't know that for sure. I mean, it could be a very small drop in the bucket, but there is also a great deal of chance that your life, your impact is huge and can really, you know, one thing or another can alter the course of history and your life. So while I don't think it's, you know, important to dwell into, you know, one little detail, if one detail was different because we can't live our lives like that, but just know that everything you do is extremely important even if it doesn't feel extremely important. It is important to someone out there. So yeah, it's interesting. There's a balance in play here that we need to think about. But yeah, that was an interesting story that I read on the blog. But you know, of course, there's lighter stories too. Like I think about that TV show, How I Met Your Mother, which I actually, I don't think I watched it like start to finish yet. I like watched a lot of it during quarantine. I don't think I actually ever got to the end, which is kind of the whole point because you're watching all of these seasons in hopes that you'll figure out who the mother or how he met the mother and how the kids came to be and all that. But um, yeah, it's kind of like that too. It's like, you know, one meeting could change the course of, you know, who is your spouse and who are, what are your kids going to look like and all that stuff. But yeah, that's just kind of um, my thought on the butterfly effect. <laughs> I hope I described it in a good way. Basically, you know, you, you can't predict really anything. Predictions are kind of 
stupid. They're kind of bullshit, honestly, a lot of the times. You just got to live and know that decisions you make can very well alter the course of your life but it also could have no impact and when it does when it does have some sort of impact on like how you're meeting your spouse or how something comes to be in your life how you you know meet the dog that you're going to adopt or a number of cute stories go ahead and hang on to that story because it's cute it's nice it makes you feel good but know that regardless of what happens, regardless of what comes to be for some other people in such a way that just seems magic, just keep in mind what we talked about today. Because, you know, if you're one of those people that feels like, oh, you know, I made a huge mistake in not going to this, you know, I don't know, given thing an hour earlier, like what if I'd gone earlier and I'd met someone? Or what if I'd stayed at the party? Or what if I'd worn a different color shirt or what if I'd gone to a different college or what if I'd lived in a different state you can't think too much like that because like I said that means that you aren't living in the present day and you you just can't let yourself think those things and furthermore you know your being here on this earth was not by accident you you know your life and what you decide and what you do makes an impact maybe not in a way that decides something you know, necessarily. Sometimes one decision can decide something. Sometimes it doesn't really change anything, as I've said a million times. But making the decisions, being here is important. You matter. That's really it. Um, Yeah, that is what I wanted to say today. I think this honestly is a pretty good concept to be talking about uh, during this time in our lives where a lot of us are dealing with election stress and then also just, you know, stress of around the holidays. Holidays are always super stressful, I think, for a lot of us, especially this time of year where things are really, really different and, you know, a lot of families are reeling from illnesses and and deaths in some ways and, you know, just differences in gatherings this year. It can cause a lot of stress. So, yeah, I hope I was able to take your mind off of what is going on in this freaking stupid world of ours. I'm just kidding. It's not stupid, but, you know. It can feel like that sometimes. Um, But yeah, so that is it for this episode about the butterfly effect. Hope you guys thought it was cool. Definitely slide in my DMs if you guys have any more things to contribute to this. Thank you to whoever suggested I speak on this topic. I got a lot of actually DMs about this. So maybe this was, I don't know, out there in the world already somehow recently. Um, So thank you for pushing me to look into it further because I had no idea the true nature and where it came from. Uh, So yeah, that is it for today's episode, guys. I am so excited about next week's episode because I actually have a very special announcement next week about my product line. I am finally giving you guys more details about that um, in a very exciting way. I'm like biting my lip right now because I don't want to tell you guys too much because I tend to do that. I tell you guys everything, as you know. So I'm really excited about that. That was one of my big goals now for a while, releasing products. I definitely want to expand my brand a bit and release things you can actually buy and have in your homes. So that is really exciting. Um, I'll have more to share next next Thursday about that. I'm actually starting tomorrow I'll have a few things to share too on Instagram so yeah stay tuned for that Uh, but yeah thanks for listening guys hope you all enjoyed and I will talk to you next week bye Mm -hmm.